again. It what was, is going on? It was so weird. So I'm going over to aisle two, and every now and then you just I can feel like eyes on me or something. It is so bizarre. They the recognize her. The general had his eyes on me. <laughs> I think so. The dollar one. So well, every she's now and then, podcast. I, <laughs> this is pre-podcast. This oh is wow! Way before my. It looks brand new. Huge fame. Oh no! It doesn't this. smell brand new. No. <laughs> no. Hej, det här är Martin Arnersjöck och jag är Big Ass Runner från Stockholm, Sverige. Välkommen till Big Ass Runner Podcast där vi underhäller och uppmuntrar trailloppning från hela världen. Din vård är Jeff Harrell, a.k.a. Jeff Harrell. Well, Marty, thank you so much. I did, who knew Marty Janicek was bilingual? Brushing off the Swedish... Thank you so much for that intro in Swedish. We have lots of listeners in Sweden, so they knew exactly what you were saying. Although many of us may not have. So thank you for that amazing job. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 112. I'm your host, Jeff Harrell. We have a great show for you today. We have in segment number one... He's back, Coach Greg, the ninja runner, the, as you'll find out here in a bit, the official running coach for the Big S Runner. He is back to answer your questions. I asked the Big S Runner herd for questions for Coach Greg. They did not disappoint, as usual. And so we're actually going to break this up into two parts. There's so many good questions and so much amazing information from Coach Greg. So that's segment number one. Ask Coach Greg, part one. And then segment number two, she's back. You know, we dusted off a brand new, I say dusted off, we we kind of reimagined a previous segment called Stephen's New Ass Stuff. But now that Stephen is not a, as much a part of the show as we, we would love him to be, Marcy has taken it upon herself to create a similar segment called Marcy's Cheap-Ass Stuff. And so that will be segment number two. Always fun, funny, and you're not going to believe how cheap this item was. Quite amazing. But first, a couple of things. You know, I get a lot of people asking, how can we help the show? We enjoy listening every week. We enjoy the content. How can we help? Well, there's two ways that I can think of right now off the top of my head to help. One would be, and we say this quite often, is a written review on Apple, Apple Podcasts. That's how most people find us. Not everybody, but most people. And if you could write us a written review, many of you have, so thank you for that. But we always read them, and we got a new one on September 2nd from Clarity Strikes. The review is headline fun, comma, relatable, comma, approachable, comma, and great info, exclamation point. Five-star review, great show for both new and experienced trail runners. Love how approachable the real host keeps it. Thank you very much. And good spread of info from technical to real people interviews. You know, I like a good spread. And hopefully we are bringing 
a good spread of information to you each and every week. So thank you for that awesome five-star review, Clarity Strikes. Appreciate that. Again, it's free. Apple Podcasts. Leave us a written review. It doesn't have to be five-star. We would prefer it. But we just want your honest opinion and your honest feedback. We really appreciate that. And the second way, this one might cost you some money if you're interested, but we have some hoodies. You know, starting to get cooler out there. We have a few Big Ass Runner hoodies. We do not have them on BigAssRunner.com on the store. There are t-shirts and mugs and other things on the store, so check that out, BigAssRunner.com. But we do have a few hoodies left. My buddy Josiah just bought one. If you're interested, direct message me on Instagram, BigAssRunner, big underscore ass underscore runner. We've got a few hoodies left. Honestly, I can't remember what they're, I think they're 35 plus $10 shipping, but they are awesome. Black with the white big ass runner script across the front. You will, everyone that's bought one has loved it. Also, we'll throw you a couple of free stickers if you buy one as well. So there you go. Two ways to help the show also to help yourself because, you know, feedback is a gift and the hoodie will keep you warm. So there you go. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 112 of the Big Ass Runner. Well, now joining us in the Big Ass Runner studio is the official running coach of the Big Ass Runner, Coach Greg. Oh, I'm official. You are official uh, now. I made you official. Uh, that's fantastic. I'm <laughs> glad to be back and uh, I'm glad to have a new uh, new title. Dad. <laughs> You've earned it. You've earned it. It's been a while. How yeah. you doing? How's your summer been? It's been a very busy summer. Well, uh, life changes. Just, you know, the oldest off to college. A lot of new things for us and we've been very busy and it's been exciting. It's good to be busy. How'd the family take dropping the daughter off? That's going to be, especially the first one can be pretty tough. Yeah. It, uh, I honestly, I have some pictures that I meant to post, but, uh, I don't think I'm ready yet. We, uh, <laughs> oh, it was obviously tough and I thought I was holding it together until we drove off. And then I think it was a black eyes, black eyed peace song where I think it was, everything's going to be all right. And then it just, I could not hold it together. I probably just cried for about an hour. It depended on what what the song was on the radio, but if there was any amount of sadness in it, I just started crying, and it was a this kind of embarrassing cry. Luckily, I was wearing sunglasses, but the sunglasses weren't hiding it either. So, um, still haven't been able to post about yeah. dropping her off. So, try to get around to that. It's yeah. emotional. I'm I've done yeah. it three times. Actually, I've done it four times now. Yeah. And it never gets, it gets, a. I wouldn't say it gets easier. It gets shorter the amount of yeah. time that you feel sad, if that makes yeah. sense. Because you're, you kind of get used to it more quickly, I think, each time. But that initial drop off, that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. All those songs you're listening to, you know, Stephen wouldn't have known any of them. I'm glad you were <laughs> able to resonate with them. Well, glad you had a good summer. It's been hot. How have you handled the heat? Pretty good. My Garmin heat acclimation stays at about 100. You know, we, we do all the same tips. 
just trying to hydrate throughout the day. So um, I mostly run in the late afternoons to the evenings, and it's still it's still pretty warm. But we've been doing okay. I, I think I'm lucky that I'm just used to running in the heat, and it's it's nothing new. We just kind of have to struggle through. Um, trust trust that the training paces that look horrible now will be fine in the fall, and just continue to you know continue to put in the work. And right now. What it's in the sixties in the morning, so not bad. It's, pretty, it's not bad at all. So uh, I think fall is fall is finally here, sneaking up. And if you if you're not familiar with Coach Greg, we've had him on several times. The episode you did on running in the heat is a, a great one. I know it's getting cooler out there, but still hot in a lot of places. So definitely go back, check out that episode. Well, I asked the big ass runner herd for questions. I said, hey, Coach Craig's going to be on the show. What do you want to know? And, man, they did not disappoint. In fact, we're going to break this into two parts. We'll do part one on this episode. This is episode 112, and then we'll do part two next week, 113. So you ready for this? I hope so. Man, these are (laughs) hard-hitting. All right, the first one is Kim Scarlett Reamer. I think that's how I say it, Kim. If I messed it up, my apologies. But Kim asks... She's training for a 50-miler, but she wants to keep lifting heavy. What are some top compound movements that she can keep into her training? Okay. And you've been doing some some Wednesday night training as well with yeah. weights. So. And I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of strength training. The, you know, a few tips if I would continue, I, and I don't know how often you are strength training, but I would do your heavier workouts on your harder run days now there's uh there's different philosophies if you're doing a lot of body weight strength you can probably spread that out and do it any any time but i would pair those heavy lifting heavy squats heavy deadlifts maybe in the evenings after you know like an interval day or some of your harder run workouts so you keep your hard days hard and then on the next day if you have easy run or recovery day that way you still you still have a recovery day instead of just going to the well every day. So I don't know what kind of strength training you're currently doing. Did she specify she's, it all? She's listening heavy. I'm, I'm I'm guessing she's she's wondering things like I don't know if she's you know deadlifts yeah. or you know, compound movements. I would think would be maybe you know snatch and those kinds of things. Yeah. So hopefully you're. <laughs> you have some expertise in that because uh, when Danny had me doing the snatch, I did not do it well. So <laughs> It's a hard movement. Maybe that was a bad example. It is a hard movement. But yeah, I think while it doesn't have, a, and this is might be contrary to um, some other coaches out there because there's probably not a lot of specificity. That's a hard word to say. Specificity. In the snatch and how that is going to apply to trail running. But I do feel like a better athlete is a better trail runner. So doing a full body movement like that, I think, still has a place because we are building more resilient runners, stronger runners. And then I think a lot in the, at the end of a 50-miler, for most of us, the back of the pack, middle of the pack, you know, it's not so much how much fitness you have. It's how much your body is going to hold up late in the 50 milers. So a full body compound movement like the snatch, I think is applicable. So, you know, 
I mean, I wouldn't tell Jim Walmsley or Killian Jornet <laughs> to do it uh, because we have totally, completely different goals. But for the most of us, uh, even a movement like that, I think is fine uh, because, again, the reason why I do strength is, you know, one for performance, but the other is building a bulletproof, resilient body that can hold up to the longer miles, not just in the race, but training if you're, you know, if you're training for 50 miler, you're probably doing quite a bit of mileage as well. So it's not just uh, specific to perform well in the race. It's so your body can hold up to the training to get you to the start line. That's great. I've heard before too, that a lot of, a lot of the movements that, you know, pull the weight off the ground. So deadlifts, cleans, those powerful movements, explosive, explosive yep. getting mm-hmm. the hips involved. I've heard are good. Would yep. you agree with that? I would. So I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of squats deadlifts working the posterior chain so you've probably heard it before that most runners are weak in the glutes weak in the (laughs) hips so uh developing that core and the glutes are part of the core is important to um, being able to maintain your form late in a race i love your advice at the very beginning because it was not that would not have been intuitive to me but go heavy on your hard running days so that you can recover because if you if you can't recover if you're not recovering that's when you get injured or you don't get those gains that you want to get because you know my my son that's in college it's all about those gains (laughs) he's all about those gains girls for the girls that's right awesome well good advice thank you for that question kim all right so stephen holgate who's a great friend of the show and and fellow clydesdale like myself he asks what advice do you have for heavier guys out on the trails? Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a good question. I'm gonna, we'll take it from a couple different ways. I think training-wise, while obviously weight is not the only thing to consider when we're training, it is a big piece. So I would look at actual, not just running, but introducing some cross-training so you can, you know, it goes back to our first question, make yourself a better athlete. So don't just focus on the running. Maybe we can add some strength training, spin, things where we're not spinning every day, putting weight-bearing exercise. So things that you can do to build your aerobic base that's uh, beyond just running. And then other pieces, you'll get typical um, nutrition and fueling advice. But if you're a bigger athlete, you're gonna, you're obviously going to consume and burn more calories. So there's going to be some testing involved on how much calories you're taking in and how much hydration. So uh, that sounded, I went all over the place there, but make sure that you are fueling and hydrating enough to complete your runs because you can't take the typical advice that you would hear from a lighter athlete. Yeah, he's probably a lot like me. I, I am a free sweater and I know that I've got to replace my sodium and my hydration yep. more frequently. Like we'll go out and runs and Steve won't take water. I'm like, dude, I've got two flasks. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Steven, you're probably a lot like me. Make sure you make sure you're getting that sodium, that hydration. And I'll have, love your advice too. Maybe less less stress on the joints by doing doing some right. Uh, yeah, it's spin uh, or some other things. Exactly. There's other ways to build. You know, and this goes back to the specificity. Obviously, we should all run as much as we safely can without risk of injury. But there's other ways to build your aerobic base when you're training. So spin, elliptical, cross, you know, Orange Theory, things yeah. like that. That uh, ideally, again. I I hate to go back to the weight, but there's science in the power to weight ratio. So ideally, you know, weight's not the only factor, but 
I, you know, it'll be easier to run when you're a little lighter. So if there's uh, things that we can do to get the weight down, other ways to train, I'm all for that because uh, you just, you, it's not necessarily to just only run. And yep. you'll be a better, uh, you'll be a better runner if you can incorporate some other cross training. Love it. Thank you for that question, Stephen. I was listening intently as a bigger <laughs> runner myself. So someone named Kim Endo. Are okay. you familiar with someone? Named? Sounds familiar. Yes. Kim, one of your athletes, yeah. I believe, has two questions. Uh-oh. I, I, she may be trolling you, I, Coach Greg. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing she is. So the question number one, worst fall you have ever had while running? You know what? I have not fallen much. Uh-oh, um, we're not going, we're knocking yeah, on wood because yeah. you've got a hundred miler this weekend. We're knocking on wood right now. Honestly, I, I can't remember the last time that I fell during a race, but I can tell you the worst, this is kind of close, the worst ankle sprain that I ever had was walking on the sidewalk. <laughs> that day we had run six hours at Cleburne State Park uh, where, you know, they do coyote run, which as you well know, it's one of the more technical trails. Very we much ran so. out there. Tough trail, did great, came back to a friend's house, and we watched the Barclays documentary, and I left her house and stepped off the sidewalk and <laughs> just rolled my ankle, collapsed down, and I was out for about two weeks. Oh, wow. So, That's a bad one. Fine running, technical trail, walking on the sidewalk, put me down. So I kind of got out of the question because I can't remember the last really bad fall, but usually... My falls will happen on the easiest trails. Oh. So you just you're zoning out because I don't you know I don't have to think about this. I run this trail, so most of the if I can think about the uh, most times I fall are on the easier trails when I'm just not paying attention. A lot of times it's when I'm walking. My worst fall was at Irwin <laughs> when you get through with the open field yep. and you cross the road <laughs> and you go back into the trees. Yeah. I was running with Steven. And he's right. He's ahead of me, of course. And I'm like, Steven, I love this part of the trail. Boom. I hit one of those one of those little stumps. Yep. And I mean, it was full Clydesdale, flat on my face. Fortunately, I didn't land on another stump. I mean, those, you can you land yeah, on something some like bad that. bad spots to fall out yep. there. But to your point, that's a very easy part of the trail. It's a real kind of fun because it's shaded and nice over there. But yeah, good advice. And she also has a follow-up question. Okay. I don't know if this is going to make sense to you. What's Finn's philosophy on running? Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> she is talking about my puppy. Oh. Uh, so he's an Australian Shepherd, and we haven't been able to run much in the summer because he's super, super furry. So it, it's been one or one to two mile runs in the uh, in the mornings, but now that it's fall, we're up to about five miles. Wow. So he's very happy and he prefers the trails. He he puts up with the runs on the sidewalk in the mornings because obviously we're not able to get out the trails at, at 5 a.m. But his philosophy is he sprints. <laughs> <laughs> he sprints the first half mile every time we leave the door until we get to the park where we run. So I've actually made a Strava segment and I call it the Finley Sprint Zone. So it's it's all out where he's dragging me, you know. It's he's attached my waist, so his philosophy is sprint and poop. <laughs> you know what? That's Timmy time, same <laughs> philosophy. So Timmy time and Finn would be best yeah. friends. Sprinting and pooping. Sprinting and pooping, that is Timmy time as well. Well, awesome. Good questions, Kim. Thank you for that. All right, we got two more 
You ready for this, yep. Greg? Sammy says, I've not done as much running due to the hot summer. How quickly can you increase your mileage when you start back if you've been running and training for years? Okay. I know the, the rule of thumb is right. 10% per week. Is it different for, for more mature athletes? Right. So uh, I think the 10% rule is, is very safe. And in most cases, it, it, it can be a good general rule. I don't actually follow it the way that we look at. And it's better if you, again, if you're an experienced athlete, I look at specifically if we're uh, ramping someone up, I look at their their prior four, eight weeks of training. So say if you've been around 10 miles, adding 10% one mile the next week, it's not really a big of a jump. Right. So I think you probably get away with doing more because you've had an established base. And we're just using 10 miles because it's easy math. Easy numbers. I'm bad <laughs> right. at math. It's perfect. So I, I do think there's a place to look at your base, you know, not just in the prior two months, but if you have had a bigger base before summer, obviously don't just ramp up from zero to 20, but you can take into account your experience and the the base that you've already developed before you took your, however long the hiatus was, um, just be careful ramping back up, but you don't necessarily have to start from one mile and then two miles the next week. That would <laughs> 1. take, 1. You know, right. That would take forever. Um, so yeah, you, <laughs> sounds like a uh, experienced athlete. So um, I honestly wouldn't follow the 10% rule for her. Okay. And I would imagine you would listen to your body too. Right. As you're doing that. So I'm glad Sammy asked this because I'm in the same boat where I did 100K in February, but ended a few races after that. But then I had to take a break. I'm now back and I don't want to start at ground zero. So I'm thinking – you know, f- start maybe five, go seven, go 10. So jump up a little bit yep. more aggressively than as long as I'm listening to my body. Yep. Okay. And the, yeah, right. And the most important thing is, uh, yeah, again, we always listen to our body. I did, and I did not pay Sammy to ask that question, but it's perfect for me too. <laughs> well, this is the last one. I think probably the most complicated because I think it's, it's going to require you to, to think through a few things. This is from Runstoppable Mo. Oh. She's a local runner. We love Mo. How do I estimate my time for my first 100K? How do I estimate when I'll see my aid stations and my crew? Okay. So you, you had the handy dandy spreadsheet for my race. Yeah. So depending on the race, there's usually the way that we do it uh, on my team is I'll look at past results of the runner and similar races that let's pretend she's doing Rocky Raccoon. 100k okay which is a big race and there's years and years of history so you can look at finish times for those runners and you could actually try to find people that have done similar races as yourself oh, um, cool. say they did say they did a 50k the previous year or a 50k at another local race and you can try to compare and it's it's this is you know it's it's hard to compare different races different years you don't know what the you know temperatures are right you don't know if it rained all day but honestly this is the only thing that we can do is look at uh ultrason up is great for that yeah. you can look at the history of everyone else yeah. and you can find races that, that they done people with a with similar uh, race results as you and try to extrapolate that out. 
Now, if you're super nerdy like me, I have, a, <laughs> I have my own database of races where what you can also do, and it'll be hard to explain over a podcast, but I'll take the race results of, uh, say, Rocky Raccoon 100 and say we're going to do Bighorn 100, which is this is really bad examples because the races are not alike at all. But say if you finish in the 70th percentile of Rocky, you could look at the finish times for the 70th percentile of Bighorn oh, and yeah. try and, again, going from Latlander races in Texas to mountain races in Wyoming, it's going to be tough to do. But as far as getting a kind of a projection on where you're going to finish, that's a good way to do it. And then for actual knowing when you're going to pick up your pacer, you can do some Strava stalking and find finish times. And again, this is this is going to be super nerdy too. And I just did it today. I found a finish time for someone that doing a, we're doing actually, yeah, we're doing bear 100 eight stations. Some of the races now will give finish projections. So if you're looking to finish bear in 34 hours, they'll tell you exactly where you should expect to be at a certain aid station. I don't think Rocky does that, but there's so much history. And Rocky actually has not just the, and I, I know we're, we have no idea if she's doing Rocky, yeah, but could, we use that. But uh, they have, uh, some, a lot of the races will have split time. So you'll know that they're at this aid station. So they'll have three different split times in that loop. So you can, you can get the history of a race and see exactly, okay, they'll, you expect to be here at, the 50% of your finish time. So there's ways to do that. And you can just look at a few and kind of average them together. And and again, this there's nothing, if you've done it for a while, we can get pretty close yeah. to it. But right now, uh, with the first 100K, maybe it might be, it might be a crapshoot, but it'll at least give you an idea. And most importantly, it'll give you an idea when to plan. No, this is, this is when I'm going to have my night gear this is when i'm going to have my headlamp things like that so without because we can't it's unless it's just a road 100k and you did a road 50k that's easy to do the projections but going from a trail 50k to a different trail 100k there's no easy linear math for that so you just have to get a little creative with those projections and you know it might be 30 minutes off it might be an hour off but still you'll have a good idea for the planning. So just look at past race history. A lot of the races now will show the full splits. And you can also, once you find some race history on someone similar to you, you can, you can search on Strava. And if you can find the race results, uh, you can actually figure out exactly when they hit this certain time or say when they hit the 50 mile mark and you can kind of project. Um, it's hard, it's hard to project based on just one person um, because you never know how their day went. But if you can find a few people, that's the way we've done in the past. So step one, ultra sign up, yep. find find someone similar to you and, and go to that race yep. and, and identify them and then stock them on Strava. And ultra sign up, uh, depending on the race will in most of them will give you a projected finish time. And it's just based on, it's based on their history of race. It's not always accurate, but it might give you a starting point. Yeah. Awesome. And then create a super duper spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah but if you want to go super nerd. Well, yours was amazing. You had for me, you kind of had, a, a, if I was really feeling good, moving fast, 
maybe an average and then a little bit slower. So you actually had three, I think you had three. Right. And AirViper is great. They don't use UltraSonup, but they will list all their past race histories and they, they also give splits. So it's not just the finish time. We know exactly when people will hit. So what we did for you is we looked at what we thought your finish time could be. And I just pulled everyone within an hour one way and an hour the other way. And I just averaged all these split times together. And that's way it's how we smooth out. You know, it's not just one freak runner. Right. And they may have walked <laughs> between aid stations for one and then they might start sprinting. But that way we smoothed out some of the outliers. So if you get races like Air Viper, you, you can utilize all their split times and the race results. So it's very helpful. I love it. And you and you almost nailed my my third time. It was right on right on the money, I think. And, and the good part for you is you, you didn't slow down as much as some of those other runners, so you, you did very well. I was, ready to, I was yeah. ready to be done. I was ready to be done. Well, Coach Greg, this has been awesome. We're going to have you back next week, if you don't mind, do a part two, because we have six more questions oh, that people have asked. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, who submitted those questions. And Coach Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. One of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. This week, we have a friend of the show, Ashley Durston. Ashley has been on the show several times. She actually did the introduction for our 100th episode. We love Ashley. I got to meet Ashley when I was out in Arizona. That's where she is in Surprise, Arizona. And she is a badass runner. And if you needed any proof... She did the Muggion Monster 100 last week, and guess what? She podiumed. She was the third overall female finisher. Unbelievable. And get this. She shaved over four hours off her time from last year. She finished in 32 hours, 7 minutes, and 48 seconds. Unbelievable. That is a very difficult race and a big race. And to podium is amazing. So, Ashley, we knew you were amazing. This is just another one of the many reasons that you are a great person as well. Thank you so much for all that you've done for the show. And congratulations on your third place finish. Way to go, Ashley. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Baser. Hi, guys. And Timmy time. Turn my music on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn. It's a battle. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, it's a combo. That's a good combo. We see what one out. Yeah, though. she always wins out. <laughs> oh, you guys let me. You make me feel uh, good about myself. Thank you. I don't you. know about that. I don't know about that. Well, and I'm the only eight in the room. It's true. <laughs> Tim and I, Enneagram sevens. Uh, All day. Marcy and eight. Although I, I'll turn to an eight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Especially, I turn uh, into a seven. Yeah. yeah.
It, it's real. It's good stuff. It's you good wanna, stuff. You want to cut me off in traffic? I'll turn into the yeah. real quick. Or <laughs> take an hour to give you some eggs. That's true. <laughs> hey, that was legit. Hey. I should have been upset about that. That was legitimate. Mm-hmm. Eggs should not take an hour and a half. Never. Especially when, you, when I had like I had chicken and pancakes. I know. And chicken and pancakes. Or waffles. I think I think Scott had a souffle. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, had, I still don't have my you had eggs over easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even know what a souffle is. I just know it takes a long time to cook. It takes a while. It takes a while. See What's a flambe? That? You know how I knew that? Flambe? Flambe. Well, Marcy is back. You know, we used to do a segment, a very popular segment, by the way, mm-hmm. called Stephen's New Ass Stuff. Because Stephen was adept, is that the right word? Was adept at spotting, acquiring, and using, and either liking or disliking mm-hmm. stuff. Yum. Yeah. The, New ass the stuff. finer things in life. He's yeah. kind of a spendaholic. He, yeah. <laughs> He's got really good taste, though. He does. He has great in taste. In everything but cilantro. Ooh, and yes. pumpkin spice smells. And pumpkin spice. But now that you know Steven's no longer here for us to do Steven's new ass stuff, we have Marcy. Because you know what? <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Which there's always another end of the spectrum. Sits Marcy Baser. <laughs> And this is a little segment we call Marcy's Cheap Ass Stuff. There is that what is. we call it? Yeah, we call yeah, it that's Marcy's what we call it. Cheap Ass Stuff. <laughs> it's only the second time we've ever done this. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> now, last time we heard about the greatness of the Garmoon. Still got it. Their sales skyrocketed after that segment. I know. Look at, Look it at that. It still lights up. Yeah, it still works. Yeah. It's only still only had two there's, charges. There's a couple of... <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of springs hanging out. It's of it. probably uh, radioactive. I uh, probably have like wrist cancer uh, from this thing. <laughs> nah, it looks fine. It's terrific. It's still working. Oh, yeah, we had a beautiful. picture of it. Go back to our Instagram. Beautiful. You can see a picture of it. It, it is. It, it is a does nice. Look really good. We don't know exactly how the GPS might work because you've never actually tracked a run. I don't know. Hey, hey, she ran. She walked twelve twelve miles this weekend. What? Twelve? Yep. Not at all one time. News. <laughs> we need to hit the news, news alert. News and alert. It was, it was a long weekend too. It was like a three day weekend. It wasn't all at one time, but it did happen. Twelve miles. Not all at one time. <laughs> Correct. Not at all one time. <laughs> Not at all one time. There was one time you didn't run all walk all that <laughs> in one consecutive. Never. Time. Never. It was three miles at a time. You know, I have got the breaking news app on my phone. I did not see that come across. <laughs> well, shocking. I need shocking. to start sending you my breaking news. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So twelve miles. Congratulations. Oh, thank did, you. Did it track thank on the you. Garmin? Probably. <laughs> you have no look. idea where to find it. No, Tim tracks me. Oh, oh he walks he does. me. I have one of those Garmin's. Yeah, the Garmin, he, not the he Garmin. He tracks me. He was, he was like, "I got this." I'm like, "All right, okay, so off we go." It's where were you, Marcy? We were at the lake. Oh, the, how did you walk 12 miles at the lake? Just three one, at a time. One, one foot at a time. <laughs> three at a time, oh, buddy. Because you're on the boat, though, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> we got off. Oh, you got off yeah, the we boat. We got off, and okay. we it was hilly. Down. Yeah, it is hilly Super out there. Super hilly. Yeah. Black Tar Road. Do you see any snakes? Not this nope. time, but Mm-mm. Tim and I did. We, we demolished, did demolished one last one July. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They, they like to lay out on out. The, the road. Remember when we yeah. saw them? They just line up. Oh, yeah. Ready to die. <laughs> hey, snakes are great. Just leave them alone. Uh-uh, I don't like them. <laughs> Wrong. Well, they uh, serve a great purpose. But speaking of the lake, yeah. that's where the latest and greatest 
cheap-ass stuff came from. We have a featured item today, just like we did on the first episode. You know, Marcy doesn't need seven items to talk about. She just has one. I figured out what smells funny. It's my jacket. (laughs) (laughs) She's been complaining about smells in the studio and blaming it on certain people. Realized it is my jacket. <laughs> so, it's the jacket okay, that but, smells, not the microphone that she complained mm, about earlier. Well, let me tell you the story of my cheap ass coat okay. that I have got. It you, is. Just you explain what it what it is. Yeah, we'll we'll oh, get a picture of it, but please please describe it. I mean, it looks like I would guess like a work coat if one were to what maybe construction like Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone. There's that sounds better than construction. There's a name for that kind of jacket. It's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> a duster. A duster. Yeah, they call those dusters. Well, it doesn't go all the way down to the ground like a duster would, but it does oh. have a hood. It has a yeah. hoodie as well. Yeah. You could do it's your ice ice baby super from last hook. week. Mm-mm, oh, she's doing mm-mm. some. Oh, she's doing some serious. <laughs> Timmy, I'm laughing over there. I have to describe the action because this is a yes, podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. But I will say it is so so warm. The reason it smells a little funny is because this. It's never been washed. <laughs> it's never been washed. It's been worn a lot by a lot of people. By a lot of people. It lives at the lake, so oh. it kind of is just hung up for anybody who needs a coat. When okay, you're there. it's a community coat. It's a community coat, and um, but it, normally I wear it out when we're having a fire outside. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So, but it doesn't really smell good like a fire. <laughs> like, I don't so know. I'm just, like we'll, some animals. We'll it do a, a picture. little bit animally. Yeah. Yeah. I we'll feel, do a picture, yeah. but I'm going to describe it. It's a tan. Is that a, would you call it mustard? It's kind of a tan mustardy. Yeah. Khaki. Khaki. Maybe a khaki Duster, with, but it's not long. No. And it looks like a gray hoodie has been sewn inside of it. <laughs> it's a little yeah. oversized as well. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. oversized. Right, we'll have to take a picture. We'll yeah. model that. It's very cool looking. Oh, People have tried yeah. to take it home. They've let it, youngins, youngsters yeah. have enjoyed college age yeah. girls have been like that. Well, really? one, well, one but girl. Jay, Jade loved my coat and tried to Jade steal it. Jade loved it. Yeah. <laughs> was one college girl. Yeah. Well, that's a good sample yeah. size. But though. it's pretty cool. It's pretty sample cool. Sample size of one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure others would try. Yeah. They're just if scared they of her. Who's the guy on Yellowstone? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. He, like, I think he has this like jacket. If, if Eminem and Kevin Costner <laughs> ran into each other, <laughs> or Rip, jackets. it's Rip, 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 yeah, Rip, Rip, yeah. Rip from Yellowstone, Eminem. and Eminem ran into each yeah. other. This That's would what, be the coat. It's be, awesome. It's like if their attire had a baby. Well, there you this go. would be the jacket. <laughs> this would be it. I think what's going to be the most shocking to our listeners is where this came from and, and the price. Okay, Ooh, okay, because no. I'm looking well, at we're it. We're going to start on how it because you to you be. would think that's probably a thousand dollar jacket. Wouldn't well, you think? I don't I mean, know if I go a thousand. Well, at least the high nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it I does might, have a gray hoodie. You haven't put it on. Do you want to put it on? Well, Jeff? no. It's but really if, nice. if you I did, said it <laughs> smells. Well, Why there, would I want to put on a smelly? It just smells like community, my dog, maybe community maybe jacket. My dog hat. You know what? I don't it's know who's worn that your truck. Your stinky back of the truck. That's it does look like at least a three-figure jacket. Okay, all right, yeah. we'll go with that. I would say at least. You know what? It was, it was three figures, and it was one seventy-nine. One dollar and seventy nine cents. Whoa, whoa, hang on a second. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. This is a great story. Oh, from the Dollar 70. General. From the Dollar General. 
Yes. Who is the Dollar sir. General? Is that someone standing like on the side of the road? The Dollar store. store. The Dollar Store. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Dollar General? Isn't that what it's called? Dollar General. <laughs> well, no. I thought, I thought like the 50 cent captain, the, <laughs> the quarter, quarter lieutenant, the, the penny petty officer. I wasn't sure where you were going there. Oh, no, he's not a real person. It's a store. It's a chain. You've probably seen him. Okay. Well, so I was on my way to go see my cousin in Oklahoma, and it was like January, and we were meeting out at Beaver's Bend, and we'd run in a cabin, just Ooh, had a yeah. little cousin weekend. Great place, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and we're going to have all these little campfires. Yeah. And, uh, and I ran out the door without a coat, and I'm just thinking, great. What am I going to do? I'm going to freeze all weekend. You're going to freeze, yeah, even though there's go. a fire. It's, but it's like January, and yeah. it's cold, so I needed more than just the fire. Anyway, so I thought, well, I'll just swing in here. I mean, I'm only driving through these tiny little back towns. I wouldn't go through any cities or anything between where I was and where I was going. So I stopped in this Dollar General. I thought, well, maybe. Maybe they'll have something in here. Maybe they'll have a coat. Maybe they'll have the best coat ever. And so I walk in, and I see some people, like a few, and everyone all of a sudden scampered and hid. It was bizarre. Yeah, I'm like, is there a holdup going on in here? <laughs> Am I about to get, oh no. So I'm kind of looking around, big eyes looking around. And I, I catch one over in the corner of my eye kind of peeking around the corner. And I'm like, are y'all open? And uh, so the lady kind of comes around. She's like, yeah, we're open. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, uh, do you have coats by any chance? Look at aisle two. I was like, okay. and she's kind of like whispering, and then she runs off again. It what was, is going on? It was so weird. So I'm going over to aisle two, and every now and then you just, I can feel like eyes on me or something. It is so bizarre. It's they the recognized general. her. The general had his eyes on me. <laughs> I think so, the dollar one. So like, every she's now from and that then. I, <laughs> this is pre podcast. Oh, is wow. Way before my. It looks brand new. Huge fame. Oh, no. It doesn't is, smell brand new. No. <laughs> no. It doesn't smell it doesn't. brand new at all. So we, I'm, I'm over there and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, sweet. This thing looks pretty warm, you know? So I grab it and I take it to the front. I'm thinking, this is the coolest coat ever. Plus, I'm at the Dollar General. And, you know, so, I mean, it was maybe like 20 bucks or something like that. I was like, that's a good price. Yeah, that's an amazing deal. Well, that was not how amazing that deal was going to get. So I go up there and that young girl, finally, I'm like looking around and I can literally see someone looking at me. Like they're hiding behind um, an aisle and peeking at me. Like, I can see you. Do you work here? What is happening? I know. That's what I'm wondering. So finally, I'm like, can you check me out? And so that person's looking around. Nobody else is getting it. So that person comes around and comes and stands behind the counter. And I'm like, do you work here? And the person just nods at me. Okay. Yeah. No noise, no speaking. I'm like, okay well let's check out let's do this and then she looks down and she goes this is 70 percent off and i'm like Whoa. what yes so i'm thinking 70 off and then she goes but it's half off of that 70 percent oh i'm like oh goodness. she's doing better deals. and then she starts just rambling numbers and by the time i think she owed me money when we were done <laughs> and i finally we just had this long exchange there's somebody in the back i finally kind of realized what was going on I think there's a bit of a drug problem oh. up in that Dollar General, Uh-oh. and I may have come in shortly after some meth was consumed because the three people that were supposed to be working there were scared to death, hiding from me. No, 
Nobody could do any math up in that joint, and I walked out of here with my dollar seventy three jacket. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! <laughs> it was quite the afternoon. Did you, the did Dollar you, General? Did you think go, to go back and get more? It was such a good deal, or you're like, you no, just want to get out of there at that I just, point? I felt like you know what, I was good to get out of there and not get involved in whatever crazy <laughs> stuff was happening in there, and maybe I should possibly call headquarters i didn't i thought nobody yeah. else wants to work in there any there so yeah it was it was an interesting moment to say the least but uh, hey kids don't do drugs don't do drugs don't and a dollar 73 jackets can be amazing they might well, smell I mean, some weird good things come out of other people doing drugs yeah i, I mean so. you can get a good deal <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool jacket it is a cool jacket it's a very cool jacket i know it'd be and good you know what it'd have been I'm great wash after it. It was a race we did in uh, Bridgeport. Bridge. We were so freaking cold. Yeah. It was on the... Um, oh, yeah. It was Bridgeport. Yeah. Up on top. Up yeah. on top, and we had to park like two miles away. Yeah. And we finished. It's it was warm. windy. It's super warm. It's, it would be a great post-race. Mm-hmm. Sit around sit around in, in the yeah. camp chairs and oh, yeah. have a recovery <laughs> beverage. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it right now, that sale, that jacket is on sale for 500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. You're Anybody so wants that? to buy Marcy's exact? jacket. I don't think Marcy's going to let that go. <laughs> Selling my jacket? Right out from under you. I'm still wearing it. Yeah. She, were you going to wear huh. it at Lake Murray? Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. So if it, you want to see. At Lake Murray, I'm going to wash it so nobody has to smell it. It does smell like a wet dog. So I'm if you want to see this truck. jacket in person being worn by Marcy Baser, sign up for Lake Murray. So the hard thing about this cheap-ass stuff is I'm not sure you can ever get this deal again. It kind of might have been a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity but you know what? from the 70 off of 50% off and 20% off of that sale. I still think even at 20 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. It would have been. Yeah. yeah. I thought so, too. It just kept getting better. The longer I just stared and looked at her... The cheaper that thing got, she just wanted me to leave the she store. Wanted you out of there. <laughs> you know what it looks like? Carhartt. It does look like a Carhartt. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, exactly right. Good, good yep. call to me. You know what? Sew a Carhartt patch on there. Yeah. <laughs> Sell them on but it Amazon. Five hundred dollar jacket. <laughs> you can make a let's, killing. Let, let's see what the brand is. Shall yeah, the, we? The, okay, this is going to tell us a lot. This is going to... Uh, open trails, baby. Okay. Open, open trails. This is a trail running podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. an open trail. Open trails, men. Meant to be. Size large. See? Okay. Meant to be is right. Okay. Unbelievable. It's meant to be. So sign up for Lake Murray if you haven't already. It is an awesome race. There's lots of different distances, and Marcy will be there in the cart heart. <laughs> cheap <Kinda>. ass. <laughs> My cheap ass stuff. <laughs> With Garmoon, if it's still alive. With the Garmoon. Where Rip uh, and Eminem had a baby. <laughs> had baby clothes. You know what? I think I'm going to purchase some Garmin's and have them for sale. Out you there. should. Have them ready to go. Or maybe I can have them out there for some of the winners. Oh, there you go. Or some of the losers. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever comes in last, I got a Garmin for got you. Got a Garmin for Swing you. Swing by. Swing by. Any color you want. Is no, there always I'm just a... gonna have. There's only three. <laughs> well, I know. But that's. Do you want pink? Any one of the do you three. Want black <laughs> or white. Is it the three? Um, gray. Oh, yeah, gray. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. That is a deal. <laughs> I don't like you said. Probably a once yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah, it's a deal for sure. Deal. Tip Less than time. two bucks. That, that was good on your budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Were you pleased with that purchase? Yep. 
I was very pleased. <laughs> I thought you came home with two jackets. I forgot about the yeah. other one. I thought you came home with two. I did. She had two jackets. I got another jacket, and it was still a dollar seven. You got two for okay. How was a different jacket? Did you do some math or you forgot? Or what's going on? How did you not know this? Well, I didn't like the first. I grabbed two of them, oh. but this one it was a different type. It was more just like a. It's a green one, wasn't it? It was just like a hoodie, a yeah. regular zip up, you know, sweatshirt kind so of. So you got two coats for three dollars and <laughs> no, no. A dollar <laughs> Both of them? <laughs> and some like uh, oh candy. Oh my gosh. They weren't, they weren't a dollar seventy nine each. There was some confusion. Oh goodness <laughs> For gracious. sure. Well, I should have been yeah. running out there telling everybody, go shop now. <laughs> Definitely check out the Instagram, Big Ass Runner. You will see Marcy sporting mm-hmm. this amazing jacket. Marcy, Trail great jacket. job. Thank I, you. I can't wait to the next one. Well, we'll I see mean, what Gar-Moon, I got. Moon. <laughs> Cart heart knockoff. <laughs> a shopper, my friend. Oh, a my shopper. goodness, man. People out there are really appreciating this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, it's Marcy Baser. Thanks, Jeff. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 112 of the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for everyone that was involved in this episode. For Marty, an amazing bilingual in Swedish intro. I guess it's not bilingual, but you're bilingual. Thank you for that. Also, thank you for Coach Greg for the amazing info that he just shares. He shares. He's a giver. He shares such great information with the Big Ass Runner Herd. Ashley Durston for that amazing third place podium finish at the Megion Monster 100. And of course to the Bazers for joining us. To Marcy for sharing that amazing cheap ass jacket. Unbelievable. Funny as always. Really appreciate that. Well again, if you would like a Big Ass Runner hoodie, let me know on Instagram Big Ass Runner DM me or Jeff at BigAssRunner.com is the email address. With that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Pretty good. Uh, it's, oh, was that crap, me? No, it's me. Dang it. Dog. <laughs> Every time. That was Steve, actually Stephen Pritt. Oh. Sorry about that. He knew that. you were recording. Yeah, you, exactly. He's hijack like, you. Hi, exactly. He's trolling me. Needed any proof. She did the, she did the Mogion.
She did the Muggion Monster 100. Not at all one. Not at all. Not, not at one time. I can't say that. Not there's all a little, at one time. There's a little thing. For Everybody's the, shocked. For 12 the, miles. For the blooper reel. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of the... <coughs> Good Lord. Go back